This week's video is brought to you by the master of FASTA! Who rules the duels? That's me, the clan leader of Neo Nectar, Jack Atlas! Oh no, he's laughing. That I'm Matt. <laughs> and I'm, I am Iron Man. <laughs> Alright, so today so we're- So we're talking about metal people, so Nova rappers, right? No, we're talking about, it, it, it does start with N though. We're, ta we're talking about the, the plantiest plants in all of plantum. Plant dumb. Great nature. Neo nectar. Um, so, neo nectar is Gabe's plan. My so, boys, my I'm grills, just, my I'm plants. Just, I'm just gonna let you let you lead it because everything I say is just gonna be dog shit from here on out. So, want to just like Fair. go for it? Yeah. Fair. All right. So we're gonna go chronologically. So, neo nectar. I'm gonna just go out and say it. It used to fucking suck. Just had to get that out there. I still played it because I had fun with it, but it was terrible. Neo Nectar was released in BT05, the original one. So that was when the clan first got its support. So Neo Nectar, we got that. Well, we know it was in BT05. We had Dote. We had MLB. We had Phantom Blaster Overlord. We had Mandala Lord, the best of the four. Yeah. But. Um, what Neo Nectar got, alongside Dote, MLB, and PBO, was Maiden of Trailing Rose, on hit, Counter Blast 1, check, on hit, Counter Blast 1, Persona Blast, check top 5, call 2. So, you might be thinking, wait a minute, did Neo Nectar steal that from Gold Paladins? No, Gold Paladins stole it from Neo Nectar, because Gold were released after. Neo Nectar, like, every single mechanic it got up until G was stolen by some other clan. Which is great. So, basically, Neo Nectar on release kind of ass because it really couldn't do anything to Dote and Tsukuyomi and everything. It was just one of those clans that was like, we're going to introduce all the new ones we want and we'll pepper this in, but we still know what we're going to focus on. So, but alongside that, they got some stuff that was stolen by Gear Chronicle, which was... The Knight of Harvest, they're not a ride chain. What they did was the grade 0, 1, and 2 all had the same ability. When this hits a Vanguard, shuffle this unit into the deck, call a copy of the grade above it. So the starter was when the starter hits, so not when it was not when it boosts a hit, when the starter itself hits, shuffle into the deck, call the grade 1 as rest. Grade 1, when it hits, call grade 2 as rest, and the grade 3. Two call grade three. What the grade three did was, if it hits, shuffled into the deck, call two copies of the grade two at rest. So, it kind of like, that sounds like time leap, doesn't it? Going from the grade, from one grade to another. But, you know, it's all, also four years before time leap, so time leap was a more modern version of it, but it was the same thing. But, let's put that to the side. So, it was fun. I enjoyed the deck. It just didn't do anything. It Like, it just, it just didn't. It, then... Like, every clan that wasn't a main clan, it didn't get support for another year, which was in BT-08. Because Gold Paladin stole their mechanic of uh, checking, calling from the top deck, they created two different builds, which actually had nothing to do with the original thing of, like, going into the original time leap thing, or main nubs. So, in BT-08, we got two different builds. The first was the Arboros Ride Chain, which was all about cloning. So you have the Grade 0 of the Ride Chain. You have the, when you ride Grade 1, check top 7 out of the 2 or 3. When you ride the Grade 2 on top of the 1, if you have the 0 in the soul, pick a rear guard, search your deck for a copy, and call it. So this is what Neo Nectar is now with Asha and all of that. This is where it all stemmed from, pun intended. <laughs> so um, that's what we got. Arboros was my main boy. He's my he's my real avatar. He's been through me with thick and thin. Uh, he's my he's he's my boy. My boy. It's your boy. But on top of that, we got Musketeers, which was the main focus of BTO Eight. Arboros was great, but more people that played Neo Nectar played Musketeer, which was about. It wasn't about building a field. It was about 
changing it because everything was counter bus one retire check top four call something but it was also one of the first sub clans so they were one of the first sub clans ever to get on attack plus 3k so that's what made them actually like really really nice because it had all of those in the original limit break era so it made them like be able to hit for pretty high numbers and cecilia was they had like it also was like deck thinning dot deck because you know you just called something killed it called another thing it created so many it created more it created chains before liberator so it was just it was wacky it was hilarious but i didn't really i found it kind of boring back then but remember Something I said, Counterblast 1, retire, check top 4, call. Sound familiar to you? Well, it should, because Gold Paladin stole it again with Bluish Flame. Because, you know, Gold Paladin is just a ripoff of DM Nectar. So, Man. like, sorry, Gold players, but, you know, here we are. So then, uh, Musketeers did not get... Neon Nectar didn't get anything until BT-14, which was a very weird set for Neon Nectar, because... It kind of went back to the very original thing of going into the next grade because they had a grade one, which was when it boot. It was a maiden of, so this was the beginnings of the maiden of subclan, which we'll get to later. It was when it boosted an attack that hit a vanguard, shuffle the grade one back into that, call the grade two as stand. I think it called it a stand. Uh, it was called Maiden of Cherry Stone, and the grade two was on hit, counter bust one, soul bust one, call the grade one from deck. So you actually got to keep the units instead of just breaking even and not even deck thinning. So it was basically a better version of that. But it also got their original reverse unit, which was counter bust one, lock one, check top five, call a card, and it gets 5k. So it was one of those reverse units where they made it just to give it a reverse unit. So it was like Kakaitis, it was like Lukier reverse, where it just... Something like it was like okay, but it didn't really do anything compared to reverse units. And what annoyed me was it was also one of it was one of the two only reverse units not to be a cross ride, so I couldn't even get that 13k base stuff. But you know, Neodactor used to be one of the hated clans by Bushiroad alongside Mecha Colony and Nubatama and Tachikaze. So you know, we've come a long way. And we also got a break ride. So this set, um, honestly, because as, like, as I've said just now, Neonector got three different builds in 5 and 8. This set gave a little to all of them. So the Break Ride was Counterblast 1 on Break Ride, pick two rearguards, and clone them. So it worked really well with Arboros, which wasn't even near the focus for whatever reason. And Musketeers also got three cards to help cement their subclan status, which was an on-hit countercharge a perfect guard, and a stand trigger, which was the first stand trigger with a skill. You know how you run stand triggers with skills just because they have great skills? Neonectar started that. So, what that card did was... Counterblast... Hey, I'm not Hey, I'm not saying I care about it, I'm just saying they should know where the roots came from, pun intended, but... Um... What... Uh... What, um, what this stand did was Counterblast 1, move it to the bottom of the deck, check top 4... Call a card. So it was kind of like Musketeer's version of Catch Call. Let me. Catch Call was Liberator's version of Ertz. So, you know, it was great because in those times when you would see all triggers, you could at least call something that wasn't bad. So that was fun. And then after this, Neonector finally started to pick up steam because in BT16, the first Legion set, they were, they were going to get Musketeer support. Which, when, I, when they first announced it, I was really surprised, because Neonector getting support more than once a year, that's scary. But this was when finally Neonector started gaining legitimate support. So what it did was, the Musketeer got two legions. The first legion, which in Japan was triple R, and then in English they realized, oh wait a minute, that card kind of sucks and the other one's better, so they switched the rarities. It was Counterblast 1... Take five normal units from the drop, uh, move them to the bottom of the deck, check top four, call two. So it was like Cecilia's limit break, but you weren't restricted to Cecilia, so you could actually call better stuff. And the dinky, if you have another card in the same column, plus 3k. What the other Legion did, which was the better Legion, was during the turn you Legion with her, all Musketeers gain 3k. So you could like hit some pretty big numbers with it, and... 
its other ability was retire something check top five call. So, um, for at least in Japan, Musketeer was actually like one of like a kind of topping deck. Obviously, it didn't compare to Thing Saver Abyss, but for anything that wasn't Thing Saver, Musketeer was actually like really well, like, uh, what's the word? Shown like a lot, like a decent amount of people use it in Japan. It it had like it it was weird, but like in English we never got to test that because we got all of our legion support before like regional tournaments so we never had a like legion meta because we got stride so quickly but um musketeer legion it was it pissed everybody off to play against because you just created more and more chains of superior calling because legion itself already took forever with shuffling and all of that and just add more of that games would take so long to do and it made me so happy just watching people be so bothered by it. So that was that was a good that was a good time. I mean, um, one of my favorite things about like the like the solitaire clans with the Neo Nectar and uh, Bluish Flames was like I would always bring stupid music on my phone, and then while they were doing the thing, I just like have a soundtrack. Yeah. So, so you play like Yakety Sax or something like. I'm pantomiming. Like, this was this was around the time that like this like this was a little bit after like Richard and I met. So basically, I played Richard a lot, and we wanted to kill ourselves because it was fucking Musketeer versus Bluish Flame. Well, buddies for life. I miss my, my, my boy, but you know. Um, the support was almost, the Legion support was exclusively Musketeer, like, I don't think there were any non-Musketeers in BT-16, but, um, they also got, but, like, all they really got was, like, the Legion and their mates. Everything else was mediocre. It was the generic Legion stuff, like, if grade one, if it boosts the Legion to 10k booster, uh, if you're in Legion plus 3k, and, yeah, they just, other than that, that's kind of all they really got, but, this because it was because um this was the beginning of Legion. What made Musketeers actually good was this was the beginning of grade restricted skills. So Musket like this is when early game like grade one and two actually like kind of began to have meaning, which made Musketeer really great because you could have the shittiest field ever just to rush and then just adjust it as you go on because that's what Musketeers can do. Because um of how this worked, it was pretty easy to, like, get your opponent to, like, three, four damage kind of early on just because you mass-called stuff. And um, it was, it was, that's part of why it helped because, yeah, grade-restricted skills, any deck that doesn't have to deal with the grade to do decent abilities is um, great. So that's all good fun. After that, Neonector got their first wave of G support in set two, which, um... Which, well, set two was Sword a bit tragic for... Yeah, and that's what was tragic for Neonic, because while they got good cards, the Gale in question of the Gale in Blossom was Lambros. So, yeah. never really got to shine, because you had Thongvoss controlling, and Lambros just wrecking everybody's hand, and me... I was... Still happy because I've been with Neonector since it came out, so I really I got to see it when it was in like the worst position. So whatever, so G Neonector just made me so happy because it was actually like legitimate. It was always pretty decent. Like G Neonector was never like bad. It was like it was. It's always been like no less than a like a solid good deck. And like this is when Musketeer, like Neonector's playstyle, honestly like varies by box. So, like, the last... Before G, we had Musketeers. With G, it, it went back to cloning with Arboros, which made me really happy as an Arboros player. But, uh, cloning existed, and Neonector is a clan that is based off of beat stick numbers, which, which is weird, because it's all cute flower grills. But, you know, being able to hit 50k columns with... Cute flower people is always fun. Um, well, but like, I think at this point in the game, this is when Neonectar turned into like we made this joke before, grass paladins. Yeah, or same well, same name paladins. Um, well, I mean, the thing, 
it wasn't this is when they became it because Arbros already Arbros already had that and Musketeers also did that. So they already been like they'd already done that. But like yeah, no. This is when like mass superior call like the, the superior like superior call by plussing. Like Musketeers it's superior calls a lot, but you don't actually plus you just kind of break it. your field breaks even. Like actually filling up your field began to take hold here with Asha's stride skill the on-hit clone, Maiden the Gladiolus. This is when, like, field... Like, it was... Neonector was able to build a field fast. But, um... Yeah, Neonector has always been a deck that was predicated around having giant numbers since G, since G started. Like, the first triple R stride for um, Neonector was Persona Flip, Jingle Flower, Jingle Jangle. Um, it's... A flip of a copy of itself, pick a rear guard. For every copy of that card, all of your field all your units get 2k. And thanks to Maiden the Flower Screen, Neonector became the first deck to be able to technically run five or more copies of a card. So you could give your entire field plus 10k. So you could basically have a minimum like minimum of three 36k columns. So like that was really cool in the early stages and like the earlier area. Earlier G era, I love big numbers, but Neonector kind of had this issue with pressure. Like, yeah, it had big numbers, but if your opponent's at like three damage, it's not going to mean anything. So, like, that was the issue that um, Asha had in BTO too, was because you would first stride Arborea if they were at two or three, you could Jingle Flower with thirty six k, but like a PG would kind of stunt your plays unless you saw a stand or a critical. So you kind of had to rely on the trigger to have, like, solid plays when they were at three damage. But uh, Neonector is also, like, as we've probably said numerous times with Matt, that a lot of decks don't benefit from stand triggers because they're inherently the weakest trigger. But Neonector does just because it hits, it hits such obscene numbers, reusing them is great. Like, if your opponent's at five, you have 336Ks, you could restand something that was 26 or whatever, and that was just, like, having, th like, 326... That, like, you could wreck somebody's hand with a stand trigger thing. So, it's just, like... It, it was good. It was it was a good time. Stands are fun. And then, like... Uh, on, and that just got bigger and bigger. Like, now I, I'll play against either you or uh, our friend Alvin, and... The, these like columns are hitting in like the seventies, eighties, hundreds routinely. You know. Oh yeah. With, um, um, I'll get to this in a little bit, in a little bit. But uh, thanks to also in BTO two, they got a GR, which is was never used then, but is actually used now. And thanks to that GR, we are able to break a hundred k columns. It's great. Yeah, and that is, that is thanks to your keyword, which is bloom. And yeah. I, I am so bad at explaining it. So, so um, before I get into Bloom, I'm just going to talk about BT, uh, GBTO4 for like a hot second. Oh, yeah. So BTO4 um, was the first set where clans who with who have their feature GB2, like Asha, Altman, and Chrono Jets, they're, uh, this was the first set where those grade 3s became G units. So Asha, Altmile were the first ones. I don't count Chrono Jet because next stage is like a weird one because it wasn't like a persona flip do something generic so you mean you um, mean it was broken yes it was well no it's because it wasn't just costless flip something for like um a mid like uh, a mid game ability like it wasn't it, it, it wasn't because it was broken it's because it doesn't act like voltage or common with Susano or Me medio victor but basically a lot of clans got these things where like as i kind of said an issue with like the triple r strides was for some clans using them as second stride didn't really work because, like, with Jingle Flower, like, if your opponent was still at two, you would just go into the on-hit because your options were on-hit or Jingle Flower. And going on to an on-hit stride two times in a row is terrible. Yeah. So we got... So basically, to, like, have a better mitigation from Arborea to Jingle Flower, we got Dream Spinning Renunculus Asha, which is G-Flip, pick a card, if you have two copies, plus 5k, and GB3... Clone a card and give it 2k, which was great because it, like, gave you a, a modest power-up before you went into your finisher of Jingle Flower. But, 
So, like, Neon Actor didn't get a whole lot in BTO4, but that was nice. It was also one of the first four clans to get their Heart Thump clone and their Glimmer Breath clone. Um, what else was there? And then, that's, BTO4, again, was small for them. So, in BTO6 was when Neon Actor got their keyword. This was the second set where keywords became the meta, and what Neon Nectar's keyword... Keywords were yeah. introduced in GBTO 5, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So yeah, that, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, because 5 had Magiad, Thunderstrike, etc. Anyway. Oracle, yeah. yeah. So, Neon Nectar's is Bloom. So, as I said, um, Asha and Genie as a whole, their ability is about calling the same copy of a card from deck. And what Bloom is, is whenever a card... If a card is on the field and a copy of that card is called to the field, you can do some kind of ability. So the the example is, there's, there's a grade one called Pure Maiden Katrina. It's a, build, it's a 7k grade one. Its ability is GB1. When a copy of Katrina is called, pick five copies of Katrina, they gain 4k. So basically, it helped boost the Amector's mechanic of cloning because you didn't clone just for field. You cloned for field and an additional ability. So, um, it's, it, it's a, the reason why Bloom let you use Primavera, which is the GR that wasn't used, is because Primavera uh, calls from deck during the battle phase. So you could trigger any Bloom ability during the battle phase. So let's say you have two Katrinas on the field. You attack, you attack with them, you use um, Primavera, you can call your other two Katrinas from deck and use the Bloom ability of the two Katrinas on the field. And because of how timing in Vanguard works, the two Katrinas you call can bloom for each other. So basically, if you have two on the field and you call two, you can bloom one, two, three, four, five, six times. So, you, yeah. yeah. You can give 4K to two cards six times, which is Borg. It's great. That's how you hit a hundred, that is how you hit a hundred columns. Yeah. So, that's always good fun to do. I was playing a guy. I was playing a guy who was using Great Nature. He was at four damage and had thirteen in hand. He had to top deck a grade three to stride. I'm pretty so, sure that was me. No, it wasn't you. I remember the guy. Okay, but I probably did that to you. I probably did that to you, but I'm just remembering specific instance. Oh, fun. Okay, that's nice. Um, so yeah, for once you weren't being tortured. Yeah. So. <laughs> um. So um. And what made me really happy about BTS six was not only. They get a good keyword, but Asha Neonector was also um, Neonector and um, Royal Paladin are like the two prototype G decks where like they get their like the support centered around their main card before anybody else. They were the first to get their generic stride. They were the first to get their cross stride, which is Renunculus and Glorious Bloom Asha, and they were the first to get the alternative grade three. Um, so yeah, I'll also get into that one later, but. What Glorious Asha did was counterblast one, soul blast one, flip over any G unit, usually flipped over a copy of Dreamspin, pick a rear guard and uh, call it from deck, so it really worked well with Bloom. Then for every copy of Dreamspinning Renunculus, the other version in the G zone, the co- all copies of the card you called gained 5k. So what you would do is you would Dreamspin and then use Dreamspin as your first strike. Your second strike is Glorious, you use Glorious to flip up Dreamspin. You call a card, and because you have three face-up dreams in the G-Zone, all copies of that gain 15k. So numbers beca- became even more absurd. This was the, like this was when you could hit 60k rows, you could hit um, 30, you could hit your 128 with Primavera. This is when numbers began getting more and more absurd. But what was really nice about Glorious Asha was it had an other ability, where if you had a copy of her on the rear guard, but because of how Spread works, if you have a copy of her heart on the rear guard, she herself gained a critical. So this was the first time that Neonector got a card that wasn't on-hit pressure or pure, unadulterated power. We finally got crits for the first time, and I was like, you know, I'm so happy right now. Pure, unadulterated power. Yeah. That should be our slogan. Nexus at night. Pure, unadulterated power. Sack. Um, so that's a thing. And uh, actually uh, what I need to mention briefly is before this, we got fighters collection, 2015 winter. 
If you remember 15 Winter, that was the fighter's collection that turned literally everything into a sub-clan. If it wasn't a sub-clan before, it was now. That's where we got Seven Seas. That's where we got Hyaki. That's where we got Nokio. And then, that's also where we got the most meta-decadent existence, Maiden Ubs. So, as I said, like, Asha is, the, Asha is generic because it's the G deck. But, what, um, um, what... Neonetra had been getting since the very, very beginning was um, a lot of their generic... You know, like, how some generic card... Like, generic cards can share a theme. Like, Victor, it has a lot of extreme battlers. Um, what Neonectar had was it just had a bunch of cards that were called Maiden of Blank that just acted as general support. Like, what, as I said earlier, passion they had flower. Maiden... What? Maiden of Passion Flower. Maiden of... Yeah. The one that I mentioned earlier was it was the one from BT14 that was the original Time Leap, where if it boosts an attack that hit shuffling into the deck called the Grade 2. Her and the Grade 2 were both Maiden Ubs. So Maiden Ubs always had some kind of pressure ability, like on hit Counterblast 2, draw 1, on hit shuffling into the deck call something. So what we got in Fighter's Collection was a Grade 1. What the Grade 1 did was when you call a Maiden of from deck, move her into the soul, pick any normal unit, usually a PG, shuffle it into the deck, counter charge and draw. So it was just a nice way to plus. It uh, helps clear your field for more superior calls, so you don't have to call over, and it just, it was a nice ability, way to put stuff back into the deck. We also got a G unit, which was counter bust one, soul bust one. If you have a maiden of heart, all cards in your front row gain 5k, and the ability, when it hits a vanguard, check top five, there's a copy of a card on the field in the top five. You can call it. So it helped build up a field. It helped give you five Ks to the front row, and it gave you a little bit of pressure. So that became a thing in Fighters Collection, and I was like, these are not good, but these are kind of funny, so I might build a deck of these eventually. And then in VTO4, Maiden of Trailing Rose got a Revival Legion. So Trailing Rose was the on-hit kind of one checked up by Call the original Gold Paladin. What its Revival Legion did Random was on-ride... Yes? That was the name, Rambling Is that Rose? Was? Rambling Rose. Maiden yeah. of Rambling Rose was the Revival Legion. Gotcha. And okay. what it did was... Yeah. was It was on-ride, Soul Blast 2, clone a rearguard. And it was basically Neonecker's equivalent of Dragonic Overlord the X, but not as good because it's Neonecker versus... What it did was, uh, when you Legion, search discard one, search your deck for up to two cards that are on the Vanguard circle, call one, add the other to your hand. So because Trailing Road was a Persona bus, you would just add a copy of herself to hand, and you would call um, the other one just for field free field presence, which is always nice to have. Yeah. So what was great about this was it actually actually created an infinite legion loop. Because what you would do is instead of adding Trailing Rose to your hand, you would add Rambling Rose. The next turn you would ride Rambling, Soul Blast the Trailing and Rambling and Soul, and then re-legion them back in and just keep re-legioning to put two triggers back in and just search for them out. So, you know, it it was just an infinite legion loop, which was kind of hilarious. Okay, now but, I, I, want, I want to stop you at this point because uh, not everybody may have watched the... Uh, the Nexus Core video where you have a deck profile off of these two. But Watch it. Watch me have the deck profile video. It's great. Yeah, so he Dave has a deck using the two Maiden of Trailing and Rambling, combined with a pseudo stride fodder thing, which I'm sure you're about to get to, where yeah. you, you don't say it in the video, but it's it's Maidenub's win con is basically for is basically stalling to your till your opponent decks out yeah. because Maidenub's because of how Neo Nectar and Maidenub's work you don't really deck out ever so you can just stall your opponent until they deck out it's great okay so yeah so what what's Maidenub Rambler again okay so um while BT while Fighters Collection 2015 came up before BTO4 which is when they got Rambling Rose. They didn't really get specific subclan support until BTO6, where Neonetra got their Bloom support. Yeah. So they got three cards which helped cement it as a subclan. The first was a starter that was um, Forerunner, and it had the ability, Counterblast 1, move into the soul, pick two Maiden Ubs, they get on hit draw. So it was just like a nice little, little 
plus. Then they go to grade two, which was on hit counterblast one, search for a grade three maiden of added to hand, so just, you know, helps get off grade lock. But the real, real card, the realist MVP, BT06 for maiden of, was they got a stride fodder. But it wasn't a stride fodder because it was its ability was it, um, in hand, if you have a maiden of Vanguard. GB1, I mean, if you have a main of Vanguard, it gets grade plus one. So it's only a grade two stride fodder. But what you do is, if it is used for the cost of stride, you you may, if you have a maiden of Vanguard, you may call it from drop to rear and draw a card. So I need to give you context as to why that's great. So, so think about all stride fodder, stride fodder for a second. Striding is a discard one for triple drive. So basically your hand is the same size as it would be as if you just did a normal twin drive because if you're five in hand, discard one, four, triple drive, seven. Five, no discard, twin drive, seven. But this was a break-even stride because you discard two, but you called one and drew one. So you basically just got a free drive check. But what made this even better was this stacked. If you had two Ramblers in a hand, you, you literally gain the resources to gain triple drive. So it was just great because you would go from break even to plus two. To, you could just gain two cards for triple drive, and it's just so dumb, and it's so good. And it's just it's, it's, it's great. It made me so happy, and it's hilarious. And it's, it's a great card. If you're playing made nubs and you're not running four of it, you're a failure. Watch that video. Learn how to play Maiden Ups. So, that was BTO 6. What else exists? Um, what else BTO 8. BTO 8. GBTO 8. Um, Absolute Judgment or whatever. Was a very meh set for Neonector. Because it um, it's, its main deck Bloom units were not amazing. It got a grade 2, which was um, a good card to run. Because its ability was Bloom... This all copies of this card gain the ability continuous plus one K for every unit with bloom. And that's stacked. So if you called like two three of them, they could gain three K for each bloom. So that was nice. And it was nice to have because you could cut gladiolus. That, like that's what you cut like gladiolus or the glimmer breath for, so it was good to have. And I had like a weird combo with a grade three, but the issue was um Inez, the triple R from BTO6. Um, was better than that grade 3, so there's no real reason to run that grade 3. And I kind of forgot to mention Inez. Inez is one of my favorite Neonector cards ever because it is our answer to control decks. What she does is rearguard Bloom. She gains the ability at end phase, move to bottom, check top 5 for a card with Bloom, add it to your hand. So basically, you call a front row and then get rid of it. If you're playing Vanquisher, no stride skill. If you're playing Overlord, can't attack a rearguard. If you're playing Link Joker, you can just... you can keep your front row open for blocks, you can still at least attack three times. It was their, it was our answer to any and all control, and it made me so happy. I, I love her. I, lo I love Inez. Inez is, is my, my love. I love Inez. I love Asha. You know what's funny is that uh, Alvin disagrees with you. He is a staunch uh, supporter of Maryuka and uh, what's the grade two? Rowney. I mean, yeah. I'm not... I'm not dissing Maruka. If you're not playing against control, Maruka and Rowney Chain is better. But, like, I play Inez because if you're playing control, Maruka's answer to control is nowhere near as good. Because Maruka's answer is, while well, she's on the Vanguard, so you can't even be on Asha for this ability. Once per turn, if a rearguard is targeted for ability, Soul Blast 1, draw 1. So, you could only get that draw once, you couldn't be on Asha. So Inez is the safer bet because it helps you answer control in, like, a tournament. But, like, Maruka is kind of better against non-control. But, like, Neonectar is, based on the very inherent mechanic of Neonectar, like um, Murakumo, it is more susceptible to control than most other decks. So, like, you just... You... you, you you kind of, I just felt you kind of needed Inez because it was just so important to the deck. But um, in BTO8, we also got another stride, which is honestly so not used. 
Like, what is it? It's 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 okay. It's not really worth like it's. Eh. What it does is it's counterblast one flip over copy of itself. Pick all of your rear guards. It they gain the ability if they gain the ability. Up if you have if they gain the ability on hit draw, and if you have if they have a, pick a rear guard with a bloom ability, all copies of it get on hit draw. And if you have three bloom rear guards with bloom draw card. And if you had, um, and, and it gained a critical. So, but, like, the way the deck was structured, you really didn't need that on-hit draw pressure when you could just ram up numbers to your opponent, and you either you draw one, or you could take out three of their cards, and you'll just take out three of their cards. So, like, I have Ilmadar, it's just so unnecessary, I never, ever go into it. It's going to be replaced with the next set that the Inactor got support, which is the Try 3 Character Booster. And the Inactor got some solid stuff here. As I said earlier, Neonector is one of those um, prototype clans where they get their support first. So this is where uh, Asha got its alternate grade three, which is uh, Renunculus of Searing Heart Asha. So what she does is disappoint me, but um, her ability is GB2, Bloom, Vanguard only. So it's a Bloom ability that you have to be on her. You can't, like, strike over her if you want to use this ability. It has to be on her. If when a copy of her is called, unflip one. So like Bushi Road, why couldn't that be rear guard? It's a counter charge, it's really not that broken if it's stacked, but I digress. It also had another interesting ability where on Vanguard at the end of either player's turn, you could call a card from your hand. So like this was a kind of answer to control because if you're playing against decks that retire or stun, or if you not if you they retire, but not locking because like locking steals your front row. So if they retire your front row, you could call something and then use stride skills to clone it. So like you'll never really be out of your resource. And its stride skill is when you stride, counter bust one, soul bust one, clone a card, and it gains boost. And the boost is unnecessary because. Most grade twos can either attack from back row or gain boost themselves, so it only really works with a grade three. And the soul last is just adding an unneeded extra cost. So, Searing Heart Asha is basically just regular Asha. So, I'm still, it's just, it's not bad by any means, it's just not different. So, um, they also got, um, a, a really, really nice grade two which was Bloom, all copies, all cards in the same column as the, the Bloom unit gain 4k, and it had another interesting ability, which is discard one, it can attack from back row. Now, the reason this is nice is because, well, remember uh, Glorious, Renekis and Glorious Bloom, Asha, can give like 15k to five cards. What I did to somebody was I had three of those in the back row. I discarded three, and I did 624k, I did 624k attacks. And if you want to talk about getting rid of hand, there you go. That's a minimum drop of, like, 12 if there are 5 damage. So that was always great to do. Um, what else was there? Uh, they also got a GR, which is um, Act, Soulbast 1, choose 5 normal units from drop, um, and rear, so you don't even need to, like, so if you wanted to minus yourself, you could shuffle them into the deck, soul charge, counter charge, which was nice because soul is kind of used, and counter charging is kind of used, so it's nice to have, but its other ability is counter blast one, uh, discard a card, um, when a card is called for, uh, to rear, pay cost, search your deck, choose a bloom unit, search it for two copies of it, add it to your hand, and shuffle. What was great about this was this ability is not once per turn. If you keep calling, you can just keep depth-thinning stuff and just do a throw a bunch of stuff on the field. But it also created an infinite loop of power gains with this. Um, uh, Katrina's and a stand trigger called Maiden, uh, a Cosmos Pixie Lizbeth. And the, the stand trigger is Bloom gains a uh, gain, Bloom uh, gains the ability... Shuffle this unit into the deck, pick a card from drop, pick four cards of the same copy of that card, and drop, shuffle them into the deck, 
draw one. So basically, the infinite loop is you just keep adding copies of that card in Katrina while keep buffing powers of stuff. So, like, it, it, it's basically Refros with Gov, like, Govrail and Brokenheart, but Neonector's version. So, yeah. Um, Tri-3 was a pretty decent set, but the main support that I want to talk about from Tri-3 is the Musketeer support, because... Musketeers kind of took the back burner since G started. They got a, Cecilia, the original Limit Break, got a G unit um, in the original Fighters Collection, but they didn't really get a lot of support until this set. And this set, like, as we've seen with Celestials and with Dudley and I think some other stuff I can't remember, they're kind of getting their own version of G support. And Musketeers got some amazing cards in this set. So... One of, it is a, one of it, the cards is a grade 2. Its ability is when a card is placed on rear from deck or hand, she gains 2k. If you have three other, three other Musketeers, she gains 2k. And if you have a Musketeer in the G zone, the called card gains 4k. And so basically what this did is this card allowed near, um, Musketeers, the deck around adjusting your field and triggering as a win con, to have actual high power. So, it, like, got... So this Because of this and one other card I'm going to get into, Musketeers got even more obscene power. So, this was a great set for Musketeers. Musketeers also got their own stride bonus. They got, like, their own, like, card like Asha when your G-Unit strides, blah, blah, blah. So, it's GB1 is at the end of the turn, choose two normal Musketeers from drop and put them at the bottom of the deck. This was great because decking out is kind of an issue for Musketeers, and it really helped mitigate that. But, but its stride skill is when your G-Unit strides, with Musketeer strides, it gains the ability Counterblast 1, Act, Counterblast 1, Retire Musketeer, Check Top 4, Call 2, and put the rest in Drop. So Musketeer kind of had an issue with actually increasing field size. This increases your field size. So it's great to have... Um, Deck thinning is always fun. It's it's a great it's a great stride uh, bonus. But the 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 main card it got was a G unit, which is a really really good G unit, a very good G unit I would argue. And what it is is a Rubellum Lily Splendorous Musketeer Myra. Is it that a name and a half? So what it what it is, is GB2, Soul Blast 1, choose a face-down Musketeer G-Unit and turn it face up so you can use it or the Cecilia G-Units. And if you have a Musketeer Heart, it gains the ability. When a Musketeer is placed on rear, that card gains 2k for every Musketeer rear guard. So, this ability is amazing with um, the stride bonus because you use this ability, then you use the stride bonus to call two, and both of those cards are going to gain a minimum of 4k because the two, plus 2k also counts the card you call itself. What's also great about this is it's not called from deck. So literally, you could have your whole field be nuked and you could just shit down five cards and they would all gain a lot of power. And... This card also made the card I mentioned earlier, Tessa, that was 2k to itself, 4k to the card called if you have a G unit in the G zone, because that just made powers even more obscene. Well, they're not as high as Asha, they shouldn't be, because Asha's thing is power, and this is also, like, call consistency. So, with, like, with this deck, I've hit 50k columns still, so power is... This deck got what Musketeer needed, which was late game. Because Musketeer really only worked in the early game, like the mid-early game. And if you... Um, with Musketeers, when you got to grade 3, if you're... Like, you really couldn't do anything from there. Because Musketeers don't really have, like, clones. So you can't really benefit from Jingle Flower... Um, Glorious Asha was heart-restricted, so basically you either had to put up a bunch of pressure in the mid-early game, play the grade 2 game, or just kind of hope for the best. You don't really have a lot of options with um, G-Units until this set, so now Musketeers have an amazing early game, 
I would argue that Musketeers have one of, if not the best, uh, early games of all clans. And um, it got that. And now it also has a legitimate late game thanks to um, the thanks to Mar- um, Myra because it can do also do a bunch of power and create power chains. Because what you can do is you can use the stride skill to retire something and call two. And if the cards you call have abilities that let you call stuff, like cards that let you retire, checked up for call, or whatever, you can just increase those cards' power because of how good Myra's ability is. So, Musketeers just got a bunch of really nice stuff in this set. And it, it, it just, it's, I think, I... I haven't really played a lot of other Neonectar players, but I would say that Musketeers may be the best Neonectar deck at the moment, just because of how it has, it does a really solid job, like, throughout the entire game, with a great um, mid-early game, and now a solid uh, late game, thanks to support in the form of Myra. That's actually really interesting, because... I, uh, like, Neonectar has some really crazy effects, and, you know, it's remarkably consistent, for the most part. And, and like, yet, you you never see it anywhere. It's like, you and our friend Alvin and I never run in, into anybody else. A lot of the issue is that in the metagame that's kind of being created right now, yeah. you have to have, like, ridiculously powerful first strike turns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which you know, doesn't have it. Neonectar's first stride turn is Dream Spinning, which is just not that amazing. And unlike Aerial Divine Alt Mild, Dream Spinning's power bonus is only an act. So the only the only cards that gain power are the ones in the front row the moment you use it. With Aerial Divine Alt Mild, you can have like Knight of Twin Sword call Slayman, Slayman call Twin Sword. And if you have the counterblast, they can all gain power, and you can just do Aqua Force style pokes, which you just couldn't do with Neonectar. So it just Matt's right. One of the big issues is it's not only does it not have an amazing first stride turn, it doesn't even have a mid early game. Like it just its mid game is very meh, which is kind of the issue with a lot of a GB two based decks. But also part of why you don't see it is because it is kind of hidden behind a paywall, and if you're going to pay that the money for that, you're either going to be a dedicated Neonectar player, or you just probably want to play meta, which is, like, kind of fair. Like, Ranunculus, it, Ranunculus and Glorious Bloom Asha is a staple of a, no less than two, and it's a $23 card. Oh, wow. Ideal, Ideal Maiden 3, uh, a grade 2 that can proc any Bloom ability, because it's... um. What Thuria does is an amazing card. It helps make basically all plays. It's continuous. When it's called Pick a Rear Guard, it gains that card's name. And what makes that great is because it's a continuous, it is technically placed with that card name so you can proc any Bloom ability. That card is a necessary four of in Bloom. It's a $7 card. Dream Spinning Asha, the like the Aerial Mile, the Meteo Victor, the Kamu Suzano clone which is meh is is twenty five dollars for no reason. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, more it, 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 it's, it's a four of that's more expensive than a GR for no reason. Yeah, you know, like Aerial Divine Night All Mile is kind of the same thing with the Royal Paladins where you have to have it in order for the deck to run smoothly. And, yeah. Uh, and um it's just it the Neonectar's hidden behind a paywall and if you're gonna drop that kind of money you might as well just play a much stronger deck. I play like if I played this game competitively in any way, shape, or form, and not just playing what I want to, I probably wouldn't play Neonectar just because there's stuff that for the same or sometimes even cheaper price could just do more in a meta environment. Like, its Heartthumb clone is $5. It has a GR from the Fighters Collection that's $7. Like, it's just a... It's, it's TD card is $3. And it's a TD card. I mean... Like, I, I think another reason that not a lot of people are jumping on Grass Paladins, and, and, and like even now as they get more and more and more, like eventually the the Levy's gonna break and something, like especially because the U.S. doesn't have uh, Cosmos Pixie Lisbeth Limited, mm-hmm. something's going to happen eventually. But 
the thing with uh, with Neo Nectar is because it's all of the goddamn math. Like some, yeah. Like uh, Alvin is kind of guilty of this, where he just takes a while to add everything up. He goes bloom, 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 bloom. Yeah. Go get a sandwich. Make a phone call. Come back. No I mean, case that, tables. Plus thirty three thousand. I'm like, oh, took too, too long, you know. All that's very true. I think that issue isn't really with me though, personally, because while I've been playing the deck for so long, I kind of memorized what I, I've basically done all, if not almost all, of every possible like bloom combo play. So I've basically memorized every single possible number. I mean, it's kind of the same thing with uh, Great Nature. Like you start thinking in, in fours. After a while, you're you're like, all right, three dopes. That's twenty one k on this nine k. That kind of thing. True, but at the same time, like the power ups, I'm not talking about like number and like how much they gain, but how much, how many times you give power yeah. is much smaller than the air necker, so it requires a lot of thought. But what I'm saying, and memory. Is, what I'm saying is that like you just kind of start thinking in neo nectar math. Yeah. yeah, but like that—that's why I'm glad that tournaments are finally allowing you to use dice, which for some reason you weren't allowed to do ever, which didn't make any sense. Yeah, well, true. Bushiroad, moving on. Uh, yeah, very true. Uh, I, I do like that a lot of the more recent support is more about getting card advantage as opposed to just like mm-hmm. big powers because which is that, nice. Yeah, it, it gives you guys the option of one or the other. Yeah, and yeah, only like a plus million or yeah. something. Yeah, and you like, and you could also obviously just choose but to hammer people with power because I'm kind of slightly irked that um, BT11 and the character booster and BT8 were as they were because the dex finisher is still glorious Asha, the same finisher I've been using for a year, <laughs> and I'll probably be using it for like two years, and I'm like, it's a great card, and they're never gonna knock it. But I would like something that is at least comparable to its finishing power that isn't that or Primavera. Okay, then that's a good segue to we work at Bushy Road and we've just been fired and we want, we just, we're about to send some cards down to the printer, so we decide to break Neo Nectar. What do you want, Gabe? Okay, so let's, let's do this for a hot fucking second here. So, <laughs> um, first, I'm, I, I did this one with uh, Angel Feather. I think I'm gonna do it again. I, I'm not just. I'm not gonna make a new card. Well, I am gonna make some cards, but I'm. Uh, I'm also going to errata a few. Searing Heart Osha's GB2 is now continuous. All cards gain resist. There we go. Wow. It is literally just Skyros, but better. We're giving GB2. If you have, uh, uh, we have to actually, actually make it somewhat printable. GB2. All of your rear guards gain the ability. If you have another card with the same name as this unit, it gets resist. So we're doing that because resist is a thing we need. And then every other clan and their mother is getting it for no reason. And there's a clan that literally needs it, yet here we fucking are. Man, so, Phantom Blaster Geometer that's a thing. shit all over that. True. But, okay, whatever. Fair. True. Eh, whatever. <laughs> uh, word it in a way that says... You may choose this. If if a card says that you pick the ability, you may choose to retire if you so want to. So, like, it can you can do it to Diablo because you have to... Ch- I, I don't know how to word it. Make it so it can do that. Because English exists. <laughs> um, Make it so, man. This, about- this isn't about logic. This is about absurdity. Okay. So... Um, Let's see what else we got. Let's errata dream spinning to make it continuous. Ooh, yeah. That's fun. Give it some a really good first stride play. Um uh what else do we do we got? I need to think about that. Uh oh wait a minute. I guess like a version of Hope Song that isn't awful for Bloom. Like on, um when a unit is played. Placed on rear guard, counter blast one, soul blast one, call a card from deck so you can bl- bloom early game. Like the card that I said, like the card that I said that was when it's called copies of it, uh, in the cards in the column gain 4k. Call that, call the thing that lets you call, like bloom anything that can enable bloom early game. Like, because Asha, as we said earlier, 
has no early game, and it needs to be enabled. It needs to have some early game enabled. So, like, that just needs to be a thing. We Like, it has such good utility units, but it doesn't have, like, a whole lot to do with it if they die or something. Like, I- I'm tired. It's late. I'm trying to figure out how to word things. But, like, it needs a way to, like, keep stuff from getting nuked. Because it, it does power fine. It does it does crits fine. I think one thing that I liked was, um, it was, it was a Bloom ability that Bloom do, like, all copies of it gain 4K. If three copies of it, if there were three copies that gained the 4K from it, they gain on-hit draw. If four copies gain the 4K, they gain glory skill. If five copies gain the 4K, they gain a critical. Basically, Bloom, that, like, gets better and better pluses depending on how many units get Bloom. So, like, that'd be an example of something that'd be very fun. The Dimax of Bloom units. The Dimax of Bloom. I Basically... I don't know. I, I literally cannot think of anything because 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 the thing is, Neonectar is a very is a fairly well rounded clan. It has a very good arsenal of units, and the, it does utility very well because you can put stuff in and take stuff out as you wish. The issue is, it does nothing in the um first for assuming both you and your opponent uh, ride every turn. It does nothing the first four turns of the game. Yeah, I guess so. So that's the biggest that, issue. That explains your uh, your musketeer opinion. Yeah, because yeah. while it does a, a bit less than Asha in the late game, it does so much more in the earlier stages. It it it, it upsets the balance because it just it evens it, it evens out as it needs to be. So that's why musket I say musketeers are better, just because it does so much progressively throughout it. While Asha really doesn't do you can like. When you've dream spinning is a good first ride, but compared to Metallica Phoenix to Sanctuary Guard Regally, to all of that, it just the it de- doesn't it's not enough. To what? Demigod. Solo's demigod. Yeah, but also it does set up for Glorious, which is nice. It just it needs early game. Yeah, I mean it, it's gonna the, get it. I hope. I mean, but like the thing is, it, it it's kind of getting it because it is getting Bloom units that um do work outside of GB, but the issue is to do that, you need to see two copies of it that early on, which is kind of relying on early game RNG. I guess so. It's like with, uh, it's like Rush, because in BT10, they gave, they took out Rush, they took GB off of Rush, but you need to drive check a stand trigger to actually use it. So like, it kind of solves it, but not really. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I I literally don't really have much to say about this clan because, like, you you pretty much just did it all. Congratulations, you've hosted your first episode of Nexus at Night. Way to go, Gabe! I just, <laughs> I just I I it was literally just me shitting out a bunch of words for fifty minutes. I mean, I'm cool with that. Like, <laughs> so look, I, you guys said very very minimal. It was just me going on a very long tangent. Fine with me. I I have a uh, something confusing. You mentioned these things are Grass Paladins, right? Yeah. So yes. like, and like... So why aren't they meta? No, no, no. So like... No. <laughs> so I guess like... Pale Moon is like Soul Paladins. Yes. So Murakuma Pale would be Circus like Shadow Paladins. Paladins. <laughs> what was the one you said? Murakuma would be like Shadow Paladins, right? That's funny. Yeah. That's really funny. I appreciate that. Shadow in parentheses. Plum Paladins. <laughs> Did you make that, like, segue just to make that pun? I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah, I was trying to do it earlier, but uh, he kept getting cut off. Okay, okay, good. Honestly, like, Matt, game recognized game. Like, I have <laughs> mad respect for that. That was great. Oh, my God. That's, that's so good. Oh <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, I've had pretty minimal experience with Neonectar. Same. I've, like, messed around with people's decks, and I'm like, oh, cool, I did the Glorious Bloom thing sometimes. But, uh, yeah, as far as early game, it was like, I'm going to call this card and hope my opponent takes some damage. Yeah. Like, it's a very, like, 
it's like a very meta early game, and also the way Neonector is structured is if you do that, you're at the risk of if they attack it and it dies, you kind of lose a clone target that you want to keep as a clone target. Yeah. Or, or I think as the anime calls it, seeds. Is what? The, the, can we never say that again? Yeah, the anime is like, oh, you, you need seeds so you can make more plants or whatever. I'm disgusted. I'm leaving. Feed me, Seymour! I don't think they've ever said that. I think no, they did. It was with. Is um, this in the dub? Because no, who watches that? No, it was. It was with um. What's it? It was Kazuma and Togoma. <laughs> and, and then he was talking about like how he carnivore. Kazuma doesn't count. <laughs> Kazuma isn't a person. He's just an edge lord. He's literally just angsty Naoki. I miss Naoki. Real talk. <laughs> He's literally. But like, I'm right though. He's literally just an angsty Naoki. He's terrible. He even looks like Edgy now, okay. <laughs> With his white strip in his hair. Yeah. And black hair and, like, the white streak. Yeah, I never understood how anime characters... Like, is that their natural hair, or is that... Dude, it doesn't like, matter. No. no, no, it's to distinguish them, so they all don't look the same. I mean, I remember that, that there's, like, the picture of, like, the classroom, and you just see Chrono, and it's like... It, 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 spot the main character. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, a bunch of faceless people uh, and also Chrono. Yeah. <laughs> um, Gross. Yeah. And there's just Shion, who's literally part of the master race. I mean, he 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 looks like one of those like, like he looks like a medieval serf that dyed his hair blonde or something. It's like the the like weird, way too thick and down to his shoulders thing. I don't know. I mean, he's rich. He can do what he wants. True. He's literally he's he's just Batman with parents. <laughs> okay, that needs to be a shirt. Just like have Shion with the like Batman cowl. <laughs> just parents. like he even has his own Alfred. Oh, that shit. old dude that's just there that gave him Ariel Ariel Altmile. Yeah, he's he just he's just Batman with parents. Oh my god, that's crazy. <laughs> All right, well we should probably leave because now now we've gotten off to talking about like. It, it, Batman with parents or whatever. But so, I will say, every time I've played Neo Nectar, every what? time I've played Neo Nectar, it's been pretty hilarious. In what sense? Like, like you're just like, hmm, I don't know how big this is, but uh, I don't think you can guard it. I, I'm pretty sure, like yeah. Neo Nectar spawned the phrase PG or GG. We have, yeah. but like that's what, like that's actually why I like Neo Nectar and uh, Spike Brothers because the way they work is even you're not sure. If you're gonna win this turn, and then you do, and you're like, "Oh, awesome!" <laughs> like with we, with Miracle Ace, you're, with Miracle Ace, your opponent can have like seven in hand and three damage, and then you can win, and you're just like, Wait, "What the fuck just happened?" With Mayhem Tiger, it's a little clearer, but uh, but I, just, I I didn't play Spikes. I I stopped playing Spikes before Mayhem Tiger became a thing. Oh, I just know that card's busted. But. Yeah, no, I, I know it, it's a like retire a guardian, right? Yeah. <laughs> shout out, yeah. To, shout out to living proof, high proof. Yeah. Um, but like, basically, it just it's one of those clans where sometimes you're just not sure if you're gonna win, and then you do, and you're just like, sweet, I did it. <laughs> and fun's like, hmm. <laughs> what? There's like, what the fuck just happened? I got I got beaten by some and, like, I, also, stuff. Or. It, or, or you just be pre-break right era, play Arboros, and like wins six locals with Neo Nectar when Dote and when Dote existed. I got. I literally well, beat. Like, I a, beat Dauntless Dote with Arboros. Yeah, and, and then there was also a, like um, I played Metatron back then. There's a YouTube video floating out there where I managed oh, to. God, oh. The only reason I managed to beat. Uh, Arboros with Metatron was I miracle healed like three times because I kept putting the heals back in the deck. That's so, not what happened. Was you, I counted? I rewatched it. You pulled off success, successful heal triggers where you actually got to heal a damage. You did that seven times. Oh man, that's like <laughs> I Raphael in, in Angel Feather. Raphael is heal one, and even with that, I still haven't done seven heals. I <laughs> I can heal with a skill, and I still can't heal seven times. Oh man, maybe maybe so, I, I've been blessed or whatever. I don't know. Point is, you, the point is, 
it, I I commanded in such a way where if he did not pull off seven, if he pulled off six, I would have I would have won. Oh yeah, the phrase how many skin, times? The phrase "skin yeah. of your teeth" is applicable there, for sure. How many times? How many times can you say I would have won if he only healed six times? <laughs> <laughs> how many times have you heard that said? I've said that. That is my luck with Vanguard. Just play Novell. This game hates me, Just boys. Don't do it. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Or, even Novell Express, close enough. Yeah. Um, no, oh, it's not, because you could do it as four damage. Novell Express isn't real. Yeah. Express right. is a myth. Oh, Christ. Uh, they definitely did kill some of Novell Express, though. Really? They Wait. took the sick damage they heal, and I was like, sucks. Wait, weren't you borrowing what's yeah. his name? Yeah. <laughs> That was that was fun. Um, you know what that you know what that reminds me of when you're playing Blau and you heal face up damage and you just kill yourself because you needed that face up damage. Yep, mm -hmm. healing on a limit break. I love that stuff. Yeah. Or now, thanks to the new support, healing out of ultimate break. Yeah. I'm legitimately game. tempted not to run any heals in that deck. Just to guarantee that not happening. That's what I do if I, I would play, if I played the raging form deck. I would just play sixteen crit. I mean, you could. You see, I don't hate my I don't hate myself, and I'm trying to hate this game as little as I can, so I don't want to do that. Oh my God. I will literally never play more than eight criticals in a deck, just because I don't want to hate this game more than I do. Oh my God, you're such a pissant. All right. Oh, okay, but like that's cancer, and you know it. 12 crit is literally saying, oh, I'm either going to G-guard or crit you. That's that's terrible. If you do that, you're terrible. You don't deserve to play this game. Pretty much. All right. Well, until next time, I was Atlas. I'm Matt. And I'm passionate about flowers. <laughs> and we'll see you next time on Nexus at Night. I want to take the time to thank anybody who found this podcast. Uh... I also recommend sharing it with your friends, family, anybody who likes Vanguard. Uh, you can find us on SoundCloud or on your podcast app, that little purple thing that goes in the folder of the stuff you can't delete, like stocks. Who uses stocks? Anyway, you can also tweet me, Atlas Novak, so at A-T-L-A-S-N-O-V-A-C-K. You can also tweet at Nexus at Night, N-E-X-U-S-A-T-N-I-G-H-T. Or you can tweet the Nexus Core YouTube channel, so at N-E-X-U-S-C-O-R-P-S. Be sure to check out that YouTube channel. Uh, we have, you know, card fights and deck profiles and all that good stuff.